Thunder whispers, glass breaks, gods don't beg to be worshipped. I don't give a fuck about nice. I don't need to make peace with the unease. The matrix always appears nice when it shows up to plug in, sucking your magic. We get our magic sucked when we nod politely, when we turn the other cheek. The magic drains from our bones when we forget our yes can always become a no. My love and light sometimes looks like night. Don't tell me who I loved in a past life when I am screaming for safety now. The matrix drowns out rumbles of truth with the static vibration of comfortability. Humility can eat the body alive. Gods weren't birthed to merely survive. No, gods are the thunder that scares the imposters. Gods are the glass that breaks every time a parasite grabs the mic. Gods don't beg to be worshipped. No, they are here to lay back and revive the love for themselves. Themselves. There we go. That's all the time we have for today. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on Horror Pod here on 97.69 FM. Welcome, Ramin. I am so fucking thankful to be sitting across from you right now. We tried to record an episode earlier this summer, and I think I was like mentally, like it was such a wild time. I don't even know what I said on it, but I just know after we were done, I was like, you can never release it <laughs> ever after you worked like for four hours for us to be able to do it. You you also said during it that you can't release this and it started off it's like yeah this will be a normal episode then it became let's just put this on Patreon and then it just became let's just never release this for anybody ever and it's uh, it still exists but no one can hear it it's vaulted away and when we are both dead the world can hear it. Love it. Well, I'm thankful to be in L.A. with you during the fucking apocalypse. What do you think? What does it look like to you? It looks beautiful. You're glowing right now. Oh, really? That's the sun beaming right. I'm, I'm directly facing the sun. We're outside. We're social distance. This is okay. Don't cancel us. There's also hummingbirds that keep flying around your head. <laughs> and we're at your home. And I was really scared to come to L.A. I was like, I'm going to get chased by zombies. I um, brought running shoes. <laughs> and I usually like to wear red dresses almost all the time. And I brought a lot of yoga gear in case I had to start running. And I even drove because I was like, okay, if the president dies, I want an escape. <laughs> but then I like didn't factor in L.A. traffic. So I assume there would be so much L.A. traffic trying to get out of the state if the president dies. Oh, yeah. That's weird. I hadn't even thought of that, even though he got COVID and I guess recovered now. But I I hadn't even thought of what would happen if he died and what that the streets would look like or what they wouldn't look like. I don't know that a ton would happen, but... A lot of people are like, if the president dies, we're going into a nuclear war. And they were like flying those jets around. The F-15s or whatever. Yeah. As soon as he got COVID, they were like, just a coincidence. Oh, weird. 
Yeah, they always use the nuke is such a like cheat code thing. It's just like spiritual bypassing for fear. Like you know how spiritual <laughs> bypassing yeah. is. Well, we're all one, so everything is perfect. And totally. uh, and then so the the nuke one is like, well, it's gonna destroy everything. Then if we don't do blah blah blah, it's gonna destroy everything. Yeah. And some people might be right, but I don't know. A lot of people are saying that about a lot of stuff where, oh, it's all over unless you do what I say. Totally. I feel thankful to be next to you right now because I feel like because of you, I have a different life. Oh, I and saved your entire <laughs> life. Interesting. I mean, like, just the two and, like... Emphasis on two, just making sure that's <laughs> yeah. uh, clear in the microphone. Yes. A hundred percent Jessa too and this amazing community like the soberish community and your community and it like my community loves you I don't even like have a community community and that like let's all get together on Friday but you know the general hive of people that follow you and and things but your episode of my podcast gets brought up a lot and sometimes I don't even know what they're talking about but they're like <laughs> listen to the lacy free episode and you'll know everything. I'm like, damn, what does this person know from that one? But wow. you get brought up a lot. Well, I just am thankful for you. I feel like you are very much an oracle yep. in your own right and a polymath. And you hold this energy of divine masculine. But I also see in your energy like this deep, dark feminine energy as well mm -hmm. and I feel like it's part of your creator energy and I feel like your creations are have a destructive force in them which I don't think most people would ever look at your art and think destroyer but I feel like you destroy thought forms rapidly just in a quick image and I'm like this is fucking brilliant <laughs> thank you and i feel like your art has different levels to it like in one way you could just look at it and be like oh that's really cool like that's just like fun colors cool but then i don't know i just feel like there's so many layers and with it's poetic the words speak volumes thank within you it. keep going <laughs> i can <laughs> um but yeah i just do you feel like an oracle at all um, depends on the, like, when I first think of Oracle, you know, you think of the Matrix Oracle and they say what the future is going to be in that. So I never, I never feel like I know what the future is going to be, but I do feel like I can tap into something that's outside of me and into the big thing when I'm in the right space and like write it down as quick as I can and try to, you know, telephone it back into the world. I feel like I've honed that skill. Is it owned or honed? Oh. I think I honed that uh like i'm getting better at that all the time um but so yeah i guess based on the definition of it yeah not in the i know and others don't i feel like anyone can tap into it because it's not us it's like tapping into the whole collective thing. yeah yeah but i feel like there is something about yours that is very futuristic that does tap into possible future timelines like a help like image setters right they help like create the new world and i feel like through art you're creating the new world and you're helping us grasp how to intellectualize what's happening around us Ooh. at least that's how i feel when i look at it i'll take it i'll take all these compliments and i'm uh i'm not good at like responding to compliments especially when you see them as compliments instead of just trying to see them as part of the conversation as part of the I just feel like it's truth but it's my truth right now it's my truth about your art I do like technology and I do um, feel like I have if I have something to say which I don't think I have something to say like oh I'm going around like oh people have to learn about the elephants and they got to save the elephants or something right. that's fine or even they have to try these plant medicines or they have to try this meditation technique or etc I don't feel like I have that, but I find myself often defending technology, not like, oh, I'm defending Jack Dorsey from Twitter and Mark Zuckerberg, but I'm defending how nature, we, we think of the brand of nature and we think Disney deer and the rabbit and they're all hanging out and they would just <laughs> be okay if humans weren't here fucking everything up. But actual nature includes the tall, ugly buildings. It includes the people setting those buildings on fire. Totally. It includes the people in uh, riot, police, militarized thing. That's also nature. Like, nature is the whole 
thing and it's just flowering out and it never stops flowering out. It's like complexity, more complexity built on that complexity, more complexity built on that. And it's like, it brings you this kind of future shock. You're like, oh no, we're going to die soon because it's getting too complex to stay alive in. But you don't die. It just kind of gets more complex. So you're like losing your mind, but it's like, don't lose your mind. Just it's getting more complex. That's it. Don't lose your mind. It's okay. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> what do you, so it's so interesting how much you love technology and you're sort of like an advocate for it. Or I shouldn't say you love technology, but you speaking about how technology can be part of spirituality is what drew me to you originally. And I was like, whoa, I haven't heard it put like that. And then that's how I kind of got onto you and Jessa. And but you're also a person who like totally unplugs right oh yeah because i it's like an electrician w- is around really dangerous stuff all the time but they're not like that's dangerous don't touch it they're like they know when something's grounded they know that they're not going to get like 100 volts through their body if they're standing here and like all that shit. so it's like i recognize that this is a dangerous thing if i'm just on TikTok and instagram and twitter <laughs> and reddit all day that's not healthy but also i recognize that it can be useful much like electricity can be useful so i'm like okay here's what i'm going to do with this current and i'm going to send this current through this apparatus well this is set this way and then the electricity moves throughout whoever it's supposed to resonate with and then i put the thing down i don't step in front of the light bulb and try to touch the light bulb all the time if that makes any sense so that makes complete sense yeah you can use dangerous stuff and the most powerful stuff is dangerous like nuclear we've got nuclear bombs which are scary but nuclear energy is very good and it's bad too but i don't know it's uh yeah i've been like the last year riding this train of like technology and spirituality and it's the way of the future but i did dmt this summer and like in my first trip I saw myself like being sucked into a floor via my phone and it was just like draining me and my body was like becoming this liquid that was being sucked out (laughs) and then all these like dark bright wires it's where I learned like the darkness is actually super fucking bright because it was all these like dark tentacles like like trying to hook onto me and I've never actually seen the movie The Matrix, and my friends think that's so weird. And I called them after this trip, and I was like, I saw The Matrix! And they're like, which ones? Like, <laughs> all of them? And I was like, no, like, the literal Matrix. And it was, like, it was sucking me through a phone, and then The Matrix was able to, like, hook into me. Oh. And then after that, I was like, oh, my God, does The Matrix have me? Is The Matrix just this technology? And the witches were right that we need no technology to truly be connected to our higher self. And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> um, it's both, isn't it? Yeah. Like, because when, when it's the no technology part, it's just speaking to the danger of it. And, uh, you know, the light that makes me think Lucifer, the light bringer also, and how uh, hell might look more like a digital computer world than it does the outside place. If oh, we let it, if yeah. we don't... Uh, if we don't change what we're, our attention is being fed into, because attention is the currency or whatever the the saying is. Completely. I so resonate with what you said about hell being like the digital yeah. darkness. And I don't, I saw that in two of my DMT trips this summer. And I was like, why am I seeing hell? What does that say about me? <laughs> um, but then I also had a really cool one where this, Um, Native American guy was there and he took me into all of my past timelines and he had this bucket of paint with him that was like stars and we went into these like extremely abusive situations and he put the paintbrush into the stars and was showing like how you can paint over timelines and then it just becomes like the stars and then so we were rapidly going to all these different timelines of mine where I experienced like extreme abuse and we painted over it. And then he like handed me the brush before he left. And he's like, this is what you're going to do with other people. Damn. I, you and you and stars, the whole connection there of like seeing the stars wake up as the gods and painting over the stars as yeah, the past Yeah, uh, I didn't even connect lines. those two until you said that. Yeah, and then that's like how, how you're always this being standing outside of it. Yeah. And seeing all of them and the loneliness in that, but also the 
the cool brightness in it. Yeah. It's a lot of things to hold, and you hold it in you. Yeah, it's so true. And since COVID hit, I haven't been able to be on the ground. Like, the universe keeps, like... Pushing you up here to the third floor of the balcony. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I've just been, like, in the wind going, and I'm like... Oh, I'm just supposed to visit the gods during this time. That's cool. I don't yeah. have to go anywhere. You like <laughs> you came over here. Yeah, and yesterday I was with Karen and Karen recent do you know Karen? No. Gronkowski? I know of her, but yeah. I've never met her. She's a comedian and we Wait, what's her last name? Rontowski. Oh, I was thinking of Kilgariff, but oh. not uh not round I don't know Rontowski. That sounds familiar. You've both been on Soberish a lot. Oh, okay. Maybe I have heard her then, because I've, I've listened to... I think I've heard every episode of Soberish. Yeah. I think. Then you've definitely heard her. She's like uh, the Shungite queen, and she's an amazing tarot reader. Cool. But we did. I did a channeling with her, and she um, found out recently she's a sex goddess. Interesting. Which one? Aphrodite? Um, Like, not uh, one in particular, but she, like, embodies the archetype of sex goddess. Ah. Yeah. So she's the sex goddess Karen Rontowski. Cool. So it's just weird, like, by connecting with certain gods, what's coming out of them at this time. I, like, really believe, like, COVID and the riots is all, like, the matrix breaking down, and it's the gods waking up. And the more gods that wake up, there's like an equal and opposite reaction happening in our world, like some conflict. And it feels like this battle between the gods and the matrix. Very cool. And we're going to win this one for sure, because otherwise, why would we play? Yeah. And I feel we're in it to win it. Totally. And I feel like the secret of winning it is being so deeply connected to your solar plexus. So like this bright yellow light within you which it like represents your personal power. That's crazy that I know I'm just trying to connect things here, but that's what we do on these podcasts. But the sun is literally like blasting me right right now. now. This past week, I've been all about the core, the solar, like that's the thing, like everything I do, like exercise wise or meditation wise, I've been focusing on just through here and then outwards. But that's like, don't think of anything else as the center point. Like this is always the center. And I'm holding a vitamin water, yellow energy drink. Yellow is like the power color (laughs) right now. It really is. And I did some, you know, drugs and went like at the beginning of COVID. And what I saw was like this split of yellow light coming in through our crown chakra that like beamed through our solar plexus. And it was like right now we do need to have protection, like with the virus, with the riots, like there's this idea in spirituality sometimes like oh I'm protected I'm good like it's fine or it doesn't affect me and what I heard is like the gods definitely need protection right now and the beautiful part of their protection isn't that they have to go to like physical war or to like physically be protected it's their protection is through their purpose our purpose is our protection So whether you're an artist or a healer or a sex goddess, your purpose is your protection. Your purpose is what will unhook you or reprogram you from the matrix, from the grind, from the 40-hour work week, from whatever, white supremacy. And sun does feel like such a fucking huge part of it to me because low vitamin D levels makes you way more susceptible to getting corona. I like that you mentioned white supremacy and I'm thinking of the sun and like it literally is the thing getting rid of any, like whiteness will turn red if anything. Totally. It will, we all have melanin Uh in our skin and we all have melanin in each of our organs. And the sun is an activator of melanin and melanin itself is a superpower. So... Cool. Yeah. And I feel like it's... I didn't know we had it in our organs. That's interesting. Yeah. And it provides so many... It's like a neutralizer in our bodies. So people who have more melanin have, like, greater defense mechanisms towards, like, X-Rain and 5G because it, like, neutralizes the energy within the body. Like, it absorbs it and then it neutralizes it so it doesn't just totally turn into toxins with people who are more melanated. So this is um, like specifically just 5G or like like microwaves okay, I don't and really, all the other. But like microwaves, it's all like pollution, all toxins. 
it helps like break it down and neutralize it in the body. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I'm not a doctor, but Me there's neither. other doctors who talk about it, so <laughs> Google it. But melanin is a hundred percent a fucking superpower. So I also don't think it's like a coincidence the way black people have been treated in our country or people of color who have more melanin because it's the matrix way to push down people's superpowers. That's that's an interesting uh I never thought of that angle before. Especially because I didn't know the, um, the, other than that it made skin darker, I'd never thought of what the melanin actually does. Yeah. But that's so cool because it's not like just, oh, it's just there. It protects against skin cancer. It helps make you look younger. It has a lot to do with free radicals. And, but it, a lot of it has, has, has to do with this absorption of energy. Melanin absorbs the energy from the sun and the sun is the power. Hell yeah. I think it's fucking dope. So this idea that like, oh, black people are victims in this country or black people are less. It's like it's a story, this programming of the matrix to not see that they have some of the most divine superpowers within their body. Yeah. Like we talked about last time, the the meek shall inherit the earth and not just in terms of like, oh, it's going to be a role reversal type of oppression uh, dynamic, but rather the the oppression will cease, not just reverse. Yeah, the Bible quote, the last will be the first and the first will be the last, feels very real in every way to me right now. So you said everybody's waking up and um, we're like, we're seeing glimpses of it here, but do you feel like there's going to be some big shift in 2021 or 2024 or are dates not like that um, intuitive? Yeah, dates are... Am I just trying to put Jessiness onto you? Yeah, Whenever my psychic friends are like, so what do you think for November? Like, I just don't see things as like linear time. I'm so disconnected from linear time personally that I can't do anything with it. I'm so about like the feeling and the bodies and the emotion. But I, what I do think is it's kind of dark what I think. I think we have um, an opportunity right now. Darkness is right now or you mean the future is dark? Um, I it's darkness right now because right now we have an option to reprogram ourselves to truly step into the god self and each of us are battling this on our own and so we have an opportunity to step into our power or to hook into the matrix and to step into our power we're going to have to repattern almost every aspect of us I think it is like a massive death that we're all experiencing on an internal level right now. And I think we're all going through extreme trauma right now, even if we don't like recognize it in our everyday life. The thing about trauma is when you're experiencing it, you don't necessarily know you're going through trauma. Yeah. So you might just be angry or or pushing your emotions in or something, right? Totally. It could be anything. Yeah. Well, you get into survival mode. So when there's trauma, you're like, I'm okay. I'm okay. Your cortisol levels go up. Fight or flight. Like, I'm okay. I'm going to work out more. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Like, oh, it's not affecting me. We're all right, right? We're okay. What do you think of the freeze? Like, because uh, I learned not that long ago that it's not just fight or flight. It's fight or flight or freeze. freeze. So, yeah. like, maybe freeze could be interpreted as you flight, like, in terms of you checked out yeah. uh, emotionally or something. So or then just you get, like, depressed. Like, yeah. sometimes I freeze and go under covers and hide. Yeah. Or people say, like, with the kidnapping victims or something or abuse victims, just like you, you, it's like, how come it wasn't fight or flight? How come they didn't leave or how come they didn't punch them back? It's because they froze. I always have this reoccurring nightmare or I have had this reoccurring nightmare that I, like, get kidnapped and I just, like, can't scream and I can't move my body and I just become, like, paralyzed. Ooh, that's your most recurring uh, scare dream? My No. Yeah, I guess scare One dream. But my most recurring dream is that I levitate. And, and I've had this since I was little. I start levitating, and it's usually in someone's backyard with friends. And then it, like, happens, and I'm just, like, slowly floating. And every time I'm like, see, guys, I told you I can do this. I told you you didn't believe me. This is how you do it. Like, you bend your legs, and I start, like, teaching people how to do it. And then I wake up elated, like I won a million dollars. And then I'm like, that's not even that cool. I was just, like, slowly <laughs> floating. But it gets me jacked every time. So in the dream, are people like excited about it? Or are they kind of nonchalant? Like, oh, hey, teach us. Um, I I don't even know if I care. 
Oh, you don't just, remember? I'm just so happy to be like floating again. It's like it's unlocking something. Someone said like uh, I forget the the dream was basically they're flying and then no one was impressed that they were flying and I think what that was interpreted as is like they're not appreciated for the the work they're doing or something like that. Yeah. So I'm trying to think always oh, what's the um, what does it connect to? They've got to all mean something. Dreams aren't just these random, totally. like, whatever. I think I think it's just teaching us about our powers, yeah. our superpowers. Do you feel connected to, like, what do you feel like your superpowers are? Um, everythingness. Mm. Not true in terms of I can do everything, but I think uh, I'm trying to learn more things and do more things and not just have one skill set. I want to always be building upon the skill set, have multiple appendages or whatever. Like I love uh, that you say that because yeah. I think you are such a polymath. And yeah, I'll fuck any math and I openly <laughs> communicate about it and there's boundaries and there's... Uh, My friend was driving me here and he was like, Ramin's because he just sees your art and he's heard our episode um he might as he probably listens to other episodes of yours but we were driving and he was like i think ramin's superpower is learning like and he was just like in awe of you and just talking about how he thinks you know like a ton of things i think i'm good at learning stuff i want to know i think mm-hmm. if i'm forced to learn something and i'm not interested it doesn't stick well but if there's something i want to know like a like a, a piece of music or something or like I learned to twirl a drumstick. I'm learning drums now, and I, I learned to twirl it in between my fingers in just an evening. Like at first, I couldn't do it at all, and then I'm like, I gotta figure out what this thing is. And then once I figured it out, it like really hurt my fingers. But I'm like, if I work through this hurt, the fingers will be used to it, and then I can do it. And literally the next day, like I could do it hurt free, and it was, uh, it was That's cool. That's amazing. Like, Why the drums? Because. Um, I've been a string instrument guy my whole life and something about them it's like it's so much less work it's such a more primal like not to value judgment it dumb thing but it's like you're not learning notes and things it's like just rhythmic patterns and it's so physical and I wanted to do more physical stuff too because I wish you would have came to Nashville when I was there yeah, me too. But still, it was early COVID scare, and I'm like, eh. Totally. And also, the, the feeling of it, like, I didn't want to go anywhere. I was afraid I could get caught somewhere or stuck somewhere. Or, yeah. And things were ramping up. You just didn't know what the world would be like. I remember, I mean, even in June, like, there would be uh, a message on your phone, like, curfew is being instated at <laughs> 6 p.m. You're like, damn, I've never seen the government issue curfew. And then it gets updated to 4 p.m. It's like, oh, wow, they, like, changed the curfew even earlier. That's how much they were getting pushed back. Totally. Yeah. Do you, I feel like November is going to be a lot more of that. Oh, more craziness? Yeah. I'm willing to accept it for four more years. And I say four (laughs) more years, and I don't mean once it's 2024, I'm going to be like, oh, I'm I'm ending it all if it doesn't get better. I'm, it's like kind of when you're working out or something like, okay, just four more sets. Then you do four and it's like, okay, now four more. But you were, yeah. you were lying to yourself to get you to do the four. And then once you were there and it's a memory and it, the memory is dissolving into the ether, you're like, come on, do four more. Don't be, <laughs> don't be weak. So yeah. the, the t- 2024, I feel like there's going to be something. I don't know what it is. And I'm not trying a to put world. it all on. It's not going to be the QAnon thing. And it's not going to be <laughs> Biden saves everything. It's some other thing we can't even Biden, see coming. Biden is not going to be alive in 2024. <laughs> uh-uh. Is Biden alive now? Um, Someone I, was saying that it's the... Donald Trump is the last... It might have been a Scott Adams or someone. No, it does sound like something he would say. Like his... Uh, that Trump is the last human president. And the next president... Uh, AI is going to be too powerful to really, really make your d- decisions on your own. Like it's going to be driving the the ship. So there's no more human president doing the thing. How do you feel about AI? Mm, I'm trying to always learn more about it. I always bring up the Tom Campbell answer where he says like, "Well, your consciousness and consciousness can." embody anything a rock can be conscious a tree (laughs) has consciousness you are a conscious being that's what you are it's your entire existence now if you were to set up a silicon life form as opposed to a carbon-based life form (laughs) which you are if you arranged it in a certain pattern a consciousness 
could play through that avatar, and it could make choices and it could learn to grow or de-evolve. There's no end to the game. You either evolve or you don't evolve. That's <laughs> Tom Campbell for two minutes, because he's good at keep going. He says brilliant things, and then he says another one. I just love your impressions. <laughs> so much um, see i want to just go listen to tom campbell after this like like <laughs> i'll get really into one person whether it's mckenna or or tom campbell or joseph campbell or alan watts or something and then you just you you start to think like them for the day it's like i'm bored of thinking like me like my just stupid, jump into that yeah energy. like be them for the day can you do alan watts real quick Ooh, it's it's rather haven't heard it in a while so it just becomes <laughs> a rather Austin Powers accent, but it goes up high. And once you have an epiphany, you realize that you've had multiple epiphanies and no one cares. Because it's all going on in your mind. (laughs) So good. I used to always fall asleep to Alan Watts talks and I thought it was making me a better person. When I was, I'd get wasted during the day and then listen to (laughs) Alan Watts as I fell asleep and I thought it was really helping my personal consciousness. How do you feel about people fucking robots? People fucking robots. I think it's. Um, I think it's good. I think that there might be too much. Th- it might not be the answer to certain things, and it might arise a, who, a whole new level of problems, like the way that like porn wrecks your brain, and porn is ruining these young males, and they have these expectations of women, and they're becoming more aggressive, and this is not good. And we have to teach them about consent and communication, and blah 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 blah. But in terms of the upside of let's say porn or robot fucking or things like this, it's a way to channel um, perhaps a type of uh, energy you have inside of you that is not into another life form. You can do it into an object, so then it's the object that is taking in the thing rather than... uh, So, like, now it sounds like I'm just advocating violent (laughs) robot sex, but I'm like, look, I don't know how to get that energy out of these psychopaths. Wouldn't it be better if, like, we could give the psychopaths a robot and it's, like, kind of a compromise where it's the energy is being directed into the thing and maybe we can wire the robot to be very like it loves pain like this robot wants to get kicked in the balls like for 24 hours that's where its pain gets but if it loves pain and it's wired that way i feel like it becomes less taboo i think so much of like violence is psychological and it's like it's a power thing so like rape isn't about rape like sex usually from my understanding it's about conquering it's like about having power over another human and it's like very vampiric it's like sucking that power from that human so like you don't really get that from a robot that's like the same as a doll that's true it probably wouldn't change it wouldn't fix the the problem but i'm i can't help but wonder would it reduce the number like if we're talking about statistics (laughs) like oh it kind of it's it went down a whole lot after like this year because of that robot gun introduced i mean it's just a correlation but hmm interesting yeah and it's like the perfect partner right like do we could like formulate the perfect partner the perfect sex or could we without like the emotional connection i don't know i don't i don't think i could like you know you think about it and even that i didn't even finish her like maybe it was a good movie but even just the beginning of it i kind of got bored with it where he falls in love with his siri or whatever maybe yeah. it's a great movie don't uh, quote me on i this. watched it all this is the only time you've brought up a movie is and it know good? what you're talking do you about. like it i was just bored in the moment so i left it but what what, what my thinking is is i don't think it uh it would have to be another conscious being and at least pass the Turing test and like an ex machina machina when he does fall for the robot and then the robot tricks him and then you're kind of wondering, oh, is it conscious or did it just really know how to game a human? And can you boil it down to just amount of neurological connections to where there's, hey, Yosh. Hey. Yosh has joined the podcast. You're so pretty. He is. So if you're a tapeworm, you have like 12 neurons or whatever you have. And then if you're us, you have like 8 trillion. And uh, we just have a bigger matrix of decision making and choices within our brain. So if there's a robot that has more than that, maybe could it trick us if there's a consciousness inside of it? Yeah. I just like to think that um, I'm still going to (laughs) matter. And there's this like, I feel like there's this feminine pain of the idea of like having the perfect sex robot who like complies emotionally. And I'm like, oh, 
maybe like there won't be use for me anymore. And because the thing about me sexually is um, I read energy. So to have sex with me is to like have me read someone's soul. It's like a if we're both in the right space, it's a healing journey. It's a motherfucking adventure of emotion and love. I believe you can like love anyone's body at any moment. I don't think you have to have this like long relationship commitment thing. I think you can just physically give love. And I'm like, and that's like my power in a way, part one of my powers. And then I'm like, oh, but what if a robot can come in and mimic love? And then like love doesn't matter. And then the world like disappears. Like the the love in the world disappears. Maybe it will for some, but not all. And maybe it'll be a different, like I, I think there's always just different levels of things where if you're very rich the same way that your food is probably much fancier than someone whose poverty lines food is but it's like it's we're both having food and maybe there's people that are kind of more maybe it's just what they're going through at that time maybe sometimes people want a robot the same way it's a rebound relationship where you're not really connecting (laughs) with the person but you needed something and then afterwards you're like this thing does everything I want I'm so bored like I miss having someone challenge me in some way and not like a regulated, like I turned the challenge me knob to four. I mean, like actually challenge me and grow and know that I'm growing alongside another person, another soul rather than a thing that I can just mirror back what I want to hear. So maybe there's just a role for it. Like you'll, you'll still want real life people. And if not, then, Ooh, what does that say about us? Are we just gut bacteria flora or whatever that is in some larger AI thing and we're just here to kind of help it out right (sighs) yeah I the sun is down just enough to like go right behind your head now so now I don't have to put my hand up to see you I see like my messy bun like helping to cover up your forehead the bun rules it's like just the size (laughs) of the sun um, I know when, when I was in Nashville, one morning, Mark came down to the kitchen and he was like, I think we all may be dead. Oh, and you just talked about, I listened to you in Noah, Noah yeah. on the way here. And it's like this whole idea that maybe we are just dead already. Wouldn't that be hilarious that we, we don't realize it for the first, I don't know how long it's been, but um, let's say we truly wake up to it in like 15 years. Because yeah. we're talking about it now, but both you and I are not sitting here like really believing it. It's like it's no, kind of a fun podcast really thing yeah. to say. But then we'll realize, looking back, it's like we were already dead because it'll be so clear. But we're still in the space, but we don't know we're in the space for the next fifteen years. That's what it's uh, makes so me wild. Because yeah. then, if that's true, then it's all just on the table, and we could have like gone back in time and said hi to ourselves right now, but we just chose not to because we're laughing in fifteen years. Yeah. You said something about like growth, like growth. I think we're constantly here to grow. And you're like, even in relationship, we need people to challenge us to grow. But maybe there, be, it feels like something about robots, like they're already like totally self actualized, right? So does that make us try to like meet them in growth or do we just stop growing? In a way, it feels like technology gets us on this loop where we don't grow as much. Yeah, because we're we're not using it right. Again, I think um, even with artificial intelligence, like there's a lot of really smart people that say that artificial general intelligence is impossible and everything we see as AI is the super specialized thing that an infinity like us put together and then... Uh, it goes off and does what we want it to do specialized but it just can't learn and rewire and is so fluid and plastic as our uh, being is and that might just sound like a eugenics thing in the future where it's like can you believe he said that humans were better than robots and like he doesn't respect us as souls slow down guys leave me alone (laughs) this was a different it was a different time but if you look at my yeah (laughs) my voting record I've protected robot rights in 2030 or whenever yeah what do you feel like the correlation is between emotion and technology? The correlation between emotion and technology, hmm, whether it's as clear as just goes up or down throughout the last uh, little ramping up of technology we've seen in the last 50 years, um, that's, that's debatable. I think, 
I think uh, it's a pretty big general question. Yeah. What do I think about it? Um, I think it's both. I think it's made us happy in a lot of ways in that, like, I don't think you and I would have met if there wasn't technology. Yeah. All the people in our little group were, because otherwise we would be bound by location and mm-hmm. randomly calling each other in the phone book, which we weren't going to call each <laughs> other randomly in the phone book. We needed something to connect us together, but it's, you know, making a deal with the devil and that, like, okay, but here's a new addiction that you're going to have to deal with and you're going to have to deal with the psychology of uh, what it means to be looking at a hundred different points of view every hour and going through the emotion of that and seeing a conflicting opinion and having to deal with it internally and maybe yeah. you feel that oh that that opinion you saw like pointed out something in you that oh that means I'm a bad person because they felt strongly about this cause and I felt some different way about it and I got to look at myself now and yeah. and that but um and it plays huge roles in relationships I feel like I hear people fight about social media and their interconnections so fucking frequently. really like what they're liking thirst traps or they're they're liking talking to someone traps or, or not like uh it's like the new wedding ring to like be like we're in a relationship or post a story about like your boyfriend or your girlfriend yeah it's pr yeah and to not do it is like to state you're single and then if you're on dating apps like tinder or bumble they like tie in your Instagram so if your guy's like trying to just be single on Instagram it might be because he has like a bumble does that make sense but if he's single on Instagram but he has a bumble like doesn't that uh no like if he's in a relationship but isn't like showing his girlfriend it might be because he's on bumble and tinder and oh, wants to appear single that makes for sense. all these dating apps. so it's probably yeah it's probably harder to cheat and like just privacy in general is is yeah. going away and we're having to deal with the good and bad and that and i think there's there might be more good in it um yeah. like before you could be a serial killer much more easily and now good luck trying to do that but then the downside of that is the government has that ability too so you can really track anyone that was anywhere and keep a file on them and perhaps that can lead to some dystopian thing later it doesn't feel like we can be anonymous in any way anymore no even if we like wear a cloak even if we have a fake name it feels like that's gone of course yeah completely and it's it's going to get even stranger with deep fakes and uh holograms and stuff and audio manipulation i guess that's also deep fake but you can mimic someone else's uh essence and perhaps that will bring privacy back because if anyone can be faked doing anything then it's like well how do you know that that was actually in the past where you didn't just dream it up and then post it there totally but i love i kind of love the idea of not being anonymous anymore because a god can't be anonymous for a god to survive the god must be worshipped you can't anonymously worship a god you know it's like this regeneration of power isn't that weird that we all have followers now even if you have uh you know 12 followers it's still your oh you're a being with followers and not that they're not following other people but like (laughs) you didn't have followers in the 50s unless you were elvis or frank sinatra and maybe like a hundred other people but you didn't even then they weren't followers they're like yeah i enjoy his tunes when i tune the radio onto the tune factory and totally i think a big part of me not releasing the podcast yet is like well i think there's fear of failure like it's just gonna suck and i suck and i have that constant voice in my head but the other part is like I'm still so scared of being seen. Yeah. And I'm still like, I hide. Like the idea of not really being anonymous is so scary for me. Some people are very much a shapeshifter energy. They can walk down the street and morph into other people's energies or put a hat on and glasses on. You can't really recognize them. They can blend into a crowd. I feel like I could put a bag over my head and people are still going to know it's me. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm just so scared of being seen. I like don't, I'm like fighting that every day. Yeah, that makes sense. And that's more the reason to do it. And that doesn't mean it's going to be easy. And failure is actually less likely than you think because i see failure as going into the negative so there's the there's the possibility that 
you release stuff and it catches like wildfire and like Jaden Smith and what's Willow Smith retweeted or oh, I mean these so are just scary. random these are random <laughs> examples I don't know why I'm putting them as the most famous but you know basically someone that can make your your uh, your follower account go crazy and right. there's also the option that someone cancels you which I doubt that like if you just for whatever reason you go on some crazy tirade and then I even always then, feel like I'm gonna be canceled <laughs> it's like the witches witches have always been canceled oh but I think uh, I think it's turned on its head now hasn't it like the people getting canceled that's that's the opposite of witches now yeah well fake witches yeah fake witches are out there canceling people but real witches are out in the back doing some shit <laughs> so but really it's like the failure is like you put it out and then you see that only 12 people listen to it and then you're like oh i thought i was gonna have a thousand people overnight but only 12 tuned in that's still like that's a great starting place and then maybe you'll see that oh episode two has 23 listeners Ooh, next week it was at 60 that tripled and then before you know it you're you're in a number where you're like oh i don't even care if i have more than this because who knows that getting more and more would be good because then you're kind of you're held accountable to too many people and um what do you feel about the divine masculine right now right now it's like i wonder if it's received its biggest blows yet or if there are still bigger blows to come it's been receiving blows from <laughs> I love just calling them blows it gets blown <laughs> from all these different directions uh i mean what are, what are you like uh talking about me too movement 2017 i'm just talking about like the energy of the masculine right so like jessa came out and we did an episode and it was called the death of the masculine right before or it was called hindsight 2020 right before covid hit and she was kind of like there's gonna be fires covid's gonna happen and like all of masculine is breaking down and the idea is that it will break down and then that will be a rebirth um but i just didn't know if any of that resonated with you or like what you felt about it i feel like it's happening on such a big scale that like the the thinky part of me wants to like put it on a category and i can talk about how the police is masculine energy or the government is masculine energy or that's going through the shift but also men in general are like you know going to therapy more and looking inward more and it's just they really are yeah it's less that you have to be this macho thing in fact like the macho aggro thing is like you're quicker to be laughed at for that than you are to be laughed at for being a sensitive man i think that's like shifted a lot so uh yeah it's the ship is turning so it's tough to say like how it's turned but it's definitely turned somewhat yeah and as the death of the masculine happens i just like want to honor the masculine so much i don't want it to like truly i don't want dudes to feel like they can't be dudes i don't want men to feel like they can't be strong i don't want them to feel bad for being horny or even like being drawn to porn or whatever the thing is and I don't know, like, I'm just working on holding Then why don't you want them, them to fuck the robots? Okay, they can fuck the robots. <laughs> I didn't say they can't fuck the robots. I'm no. just saying, like, on a personal level, yeah. um, I just feel like my current, like, what I'm worth is, like, going down as the robots come in. Does that make sense? It's all just my own self-worth yeah. shit. I don't think that's actually what's happening, but it's, um, you, can, you can feel like that's happening. Like, perhaps if you have a particular example where uh, a partner of yours left you and then you found a, a real doll in their closet <laughs> one of those life-size ones from from japan or whatever and it just flops down and like kind of <laughs> wiggles like a worm all rubbery and but why don't you think that's happening i feel like that's quite a few people's fear that um that we're like not being replaced aren't we being replaced by robots it's like this rejection feeling even like with jobs, we're just like being replaced. But I That's don't like true. jobs. That's so. true. But maybe it's it's making space for what you're actually supposed to do. Because maybe you weren't supposed to work at Spacely Sprockets or Cogswell Cogs and like just sit on a conveyor belt and put the sheet down and then the thing comes by again and then you place another one down. And so if your actions are robotic, then you should be replaced. And this is not like, oh, in order to be an interesting partner, you must be chaos then because chaos is another form of just being (laughs) a robot because you just set your knob to chaos. But if you're engaging with another soul, then I doubt the soul is going to pick the inanimate object over the other soul. Like it just... 
I think masculine pick inanimate objects over souls all the time. And not just like masculine, but I think a lot of us do. I mean, like porn is inanimate, right? And I think a lot of people pick porn over the relationship. Mm. Maybe that's not supposed to be the relationship. But I don't know. And maybe it's a balancing act because... I don't know. Or some people have different... If you have a problem with it, yeah. I think if you, you literally cannot help yourself and you just... You beat it to, to nothingness and you have to take blue chew and even the blue chew is not working and you don't even have low testosterone. You're just like... You porned your dick completely out. Maybe you got to address your relationship <laughs> with it. And I know people like who? Terry Crews or Russell Brand. I brought up Russell Brand like three times today, <laughs> but I just know him as an addict and how he... Yeah. Uh, like, it's like, I can't even watch porn anymore. It's far too stimulating. <laughs> yeah. So I just I check in with my wife, Laura, every time I get the urge. And so I just don't don't even click on the browser window anymore. And uh, Your face when you're doing the Russell Yeah, because he's just always just on the edge of what you got, mate. I just pick anything. Just an old addict from Essex. It's so funny. It's just so good. to embody the... The big, the big teeth and the eyes, like he's looking to score something, but he hasn't scored in a decade. So he has that addictness, and also Terry Crews so talks about it too. So I get where they're coming from too. But if it's just, uh, um, and I feel like maybe men are more vulnerable to it. It's more of a trap for men because it's like women. It, it seems like they're celebrated for it. Not to sound all men's right activists, but it's like if they're they have an art account and they love to draw sex positions and they're like, I love porn. My favorite porn star is Riley <laughs> Reed. And then it's like, yeah, you go. But if it's like some dude, it's like spending three hours every morning on Pornhub and then again four hours at night or something. Then it's maybe like, okay, you probably don't feel great about the time that you suck into that and especially if it means you're not seeing your partner but um like anything balance right i'm not anti-porn it sounds like i'm so anti-robot sex and anti-porn but i'm really not but what do you feel like is the root of why someone would be jacking off for like five hours a day or not being able to use their dick afterwards like what is that actually feeding because that feels not so physical or maybe it is it's physical you can like you escape it's not about your narrative anyway it's a and meditation you actually have to stop so i think it can put you into a trance in a way because everything is so stimulating and any base reptile brain desire you have you can input into any search engine and it's free so like there's so much uh it's so easy to give your attention to this stuff to hypnotize yourself and um yeah so what do you feel, what do you think is going to happen November and December? Here's a couple of options. Um, if I'm wrong, that'll be great. But here's what I'm putting on the table. I think first possibility, based on the data I have now, and I'll preface this with, I think it's very possible that the, the variable that decides the election hasn't even happened yet. Things move so fast that something big could happen yeah. in between now and then that completely shifts it. But as of this moment, I think... Trump landslide I think other possibility is pretty close with somewhat of a, a contest contention on uh, or contesting the the vote total and ballot so maybe a week of limbo where both sides think they won for sure perhaps uh, tit for tat violence on both sides yeah. um, I don't know who will instigate it or like who is the more it's weird like when there's people trying to pressure like well our side isn't doing any of that it's like come on both sides are clearly doing it we're humans there's 300 million of us there's it's unreasonable to think that your side is free of any hypocrisy it's all hypocrisy yeah there's there's hypocrisy you can still identify as being a i mean i'm cool with uh i'm cool with conservatives or far leftists or communists or like the the people i know that I like that identifies those things. They all have great points and they're also very loving people and I see why they're they're in that zone. I don't have any of the cartoon friends that are I don't know anyone that's really throwing Molotov cocktails at the federal <laughs> building. I don't know any Trump super maga like uh whatever those people the anti-masker super people. <laughs> I'm not I don't really know any of those, but the normal people on both sides I, I like a lot and 
I hope uh, that we come closer together like that. And I'm seeing more and more voices that are making it about that. When you see, uh, I don't know, like even Winton Marsalis on Bill Maher show, like was talking about how we have to come together and uh, like the pointing out the hypocrisy and how they want us to fight. And it is a small group of people that are benefiting a lot from us yeah. not getting along. Totally. And this sounds like, once again, fence-sitter talk, but I'm fence-sitter Chrissy over here, to quote uh, Chris Stefano. You know Chris Stefano? No. He is like, so Tim Dillon, you know Tim Dillon, of course. Love him. So they're both very Long Island guys, ultra-hilarious, perfect stand-ups. Um, and Tim is very gay, but his demeanor, like you'd think he's just a straight guy. Yeah. And then Chris Stefano acts very gay, but super straight, like... Uh, um, kind of not in it anymore but was very sex addict for a while and he's talking about like yeah I mean I was I was having sex with Miss Canada in the morning and then at night I'm having sex with one of my mom's friends and she's like 68 years old so <laughs> you know I had a problem and but he he's always like kind of defending both sides he's like I'm fence sitter Chrissy over here I can't help but be right in the center if you need anything I'm right here I love that I, I do think we need neutralizers within it but I just am like Oh, it's so personal. It's the personal death. Are we going to be able to allow parts of ourselves die to be reborn? Do you feel like any parts of yourself has died within this? Oh, at least a hundred thousand. I'm trying to see if I can name them. Hmm. Let's see. Well, just in the in the fact that I, on the surface identity level, like certain identities, the stand-up comic, the live performer, like that's clearly dead right now. It can be yeah. revived in a new world, but it's it's dead. Outside is dead. And uh, any yeah. any like any self that thought that had a dream that was projected into the version of the future that was not 2020 based, after 2020 happens, you're a little more oh, it could get stranger than this even. Like, my expectations were not strange enough. I got to turn that strange thing up. But yeah. it's helped our imaginations, too, yeah. I think. But other than that, I don't know. Maybe I'm not that dead inside. Yeah. I feel pretty, uh, I feel good. I feel like I've become more monastic and have just focused on being disconnected from the, the technology and trying to stay in shape and do the work, etc., yeah, you look good. Oh, thank you. You look happy. You sound good. I see your bright yellow solar plexus <laughs> filling up the balcony. What if I absorbed it all from the sun? <laughs> like the sun got sucked in? It's exactly what you're supposed to do. Now I've got it all completely in. That's amazing. It started off bad because I had that back uh, injury thing. Same time as Jess, actually. Like uh, I think hers was maybe a week afterwards, but it was during the So many um, people were June, having back issues. First then. week of June during all the protests and riots and everything. It was like me just in the bed, can't move from the other room. And so then just terrible. seeing it from the bird's eye view, like, oh, damn, the streets are crazy right now. Yeah, that's wild. Do you feel like there was, like, a mystical reason for that or a metaphysical reason? What if it was just, like, I didn't want to get tear gassed or <laughs> something? Like, so I don't like, want to feel the pressure to riot. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, it did give me such a great excuse, too. It's like, sorry, I can't help you guys. Like, can you at least bring us bottles of water? I can't. My back hurts. I'm sorry. Can you give us some bailout? My, oh, you're breaking up. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just yeah. watch Avatar The Last Airbender <laughs> two times in a row, which is why I'm like quoting it every podcast I do. I'm like, you see, there's this show called Avatar The yeah. Last Airbender. I'm going to watch it now. Make sure it's the cartoon and not the movie. The movie is like a stinker, but um, the cartoon is fun. If you're into that kind of thing, it's got some great lessons. I n grew up not watching a lot of movies. And every time I'm on a podcast with you, you give me so many movies to watch, and you're really converting me. <laughs> oh, I hope I remember them. What if I gave you a list of terrible ones and I've grown past them? I don't know. I don't remember them now either. But I'm thankful for you, Ramin. I'm thankful for you. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for existing. Thank you for your magic and your art. And everyone knows you, but where can they find you? Go to rainbowbrainskull.com or go to raminnazer.com or instagram.com slash You heard it here first, folks. Good night and good bite. Good bites. Oh, my God.
Thank you for listening to Horror Pod Friends. If you want to book a reading with me, go to LaceyFree.com and you can book a superpower reading or a sex magic reading or a holographic healing session. If you liked this episode of Horror Pod, please like, subscribe, and leave me a review. You can find me on Instagram at LaceyIsFree or you can hit me up at LaceyFree.com. I can't wait to hear from you. Mwah!